Welcome to episode 15 of the Temperamental Gooners podcast. It is the episode that we've all been looking forward to. Well, actually me more than anyone else. It is Arsene Wenger's legacy on trial. So the reason why we're coming to this, ladies and gents, is because we have an international lull. And quite frankly, uh, we need something else to talk about. And why not talk about the most polarizing subject in the Arsenal world, which is Wenger's legacy. So I'm at this point going to hand over to the judge, the chair of this episode, which is Omari himself. Omari, what's happening today? Hello. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the judge because I'm the most level-headed in this, in this debate. I think um, got toes on on one end. I won't say too much. You you you'll know pretty quickly where he his his views are. Kibbs on the other side, providing providing some some facts, straight facts to support his point of view. And this week we've got a special guest by the name of Chiggs. Chiggs, how you doing? I'm good, thanks guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so, looking forward to it. Yeah, disclaimer, ladies and gents, Chiggs is actually a Liverpool fan, but he's so, as you'll see, got an interest in Arsenal and Arsene Wenger that, you know, we had to bring him on. So, friend of the show, uh, he's got such an interest, so we thought, yeah, let's bring him on. Sorry. Well, it's, it's a funny story as well, because, I mean, the backs, obviously, as a Liverpool fan, you know, I've been used to years of, you know, hurt and, you know, watching your team always fall short of the final hurdle. Um, I actually used to work for Arsenal as well back in the day. So I used wow. to referee their uh, their youth teams back when you were in Highbury. Um, you know, so yeah, so you got a lot, a lot of love for Arsenal, North London boy. So just not enough love, not enough love to actually support them. But that's fine. That's fine. No, it's all right. It's all right. It allows me to rip toes a bit. So uh, it's all good. <laughs> I'm biting my lip here. I'm biting my lip. That's an exclusive reveal on the podcast. Exclusive yeah. reveal. Um, before we before we like get into things, I thought it'd be good to just get everyone's favorite or most memorable Arsene Wenger moment, and maybe their 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 least favorite um, or moment to forget about Wenger's time at Arsenal. Um, given that I've just brought this up, and maybe you need a second to think, I might I might give you mine quickly. And then you guys can go from there. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, the probably the saddest moment of the Arsene Wenger era for me is probably not something that's to do with Wenger himself, but just losing that Champions League final was pain. I'm, just, I'm sure we're going to talk about there was a lot of uh, difficulty in Europe, but um, yeah, that that was that was painful. Um, and my favourite Wenger moment is probably the the celebration he did in the 2014 Cup win, just because I could tell how much it meant to him, you know, bringing Arsenal back to winning some stuff after a long, 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 long time without winning anything. So I think that was uh, key for him. But Kibbs, you've been conspicuously quiet so far, so I think I'll come to you next. Uh... But yeah, worst moment for me it has to be the Champions League. But as you said it, oh yeah, I'll choose another option. The one that's fresh in the memory, I suppose, because um, you know we went through some rough times uh, later on. But, but maybe just maybe that quarter final against I think I discussed it previously. Quarter final against Chelsea. Oh yeah. 
um, it was a long time ago, but I think that would that would have been our other opportunity to, you know, get into a, a Champions League final. Looking at the route that Chelsea later had and who actually ended up winning the whole thing, so that was that's fresh in memory because I was really young back then, but I can remember it like it was yesterday. So that hurt. Um, best moments. I'm gonna have to have two. They come in two, uh, and that's winning. Uh, the Premier League at two of our, well, at the time, two of our biggest rivals stadium. Uh, Spurs, never forget that. And I think we've done United as well. I think we won it. Old Trafford as well. So those those are significant because um, that doesn't happen often. And I remember that. Toes? <clears throat> Uh, well, my worst moments, they're, they're a bit, uh, there's a, they're, what's the word I'm looking for? At the, at the apex of this is Wenger's 1,000th game, where we lost 6-0 to Chelsea uh, away, because of all people, of all, <laughs> I'm already laughing, of all people for him to lose that game to, it's Mourinho's Chelsea, and the, the abject performance that we gave. Uh, and just, because what really stems from that is the whole, thing of when like opposing crowds start to sing we want him to stay we want him to stay Arsene Wenger we want him to stay so all of that is just for me those kind of moments are are the worst things for me in terms of Wenger but yeah that probably is the lowest um highest uh I wanted to say the the double win of 2002 uh because that for me is my favorite ever Arsenal season uh proper proper lightning war football I, I would have said the proper german term but i don't want to seem come across as racist so i'm not going to say that i'll just say lightning war instead and you guys who are all <laughs> world war ii aficionados you'll know what i mean but that was the football we were playing right that was the football we were playing pure defense straight to attack in that quick speed beautiful but i will then i'll, I'll have to go to just for the uh, invincibles win uh, at highbury you know he said it a year before uh, and he and what he said before was just that he would want his team to do that. He didn't say they were going to do it. So the newspapers actually twisted his words. But that for me is is the pinnacle. Him saying he would, that's his dream for his team to do that, and then for him to live that out. So yeah, that's my proudest Wenger moment. Jigs. Um, obviously, it's going to be Liverpool slant on it, but um, the the goal Vieira scored against Liverpool, uh, we. You know, the, the slick pass move and he chips the keeper. Yeah. I think that was in the Invincible season, you know, and that was a game where I think, you know, we were up and, um, you know, we looked like we were going to break your sort of your run. And, you know, you guys came up, came up with the goods when it mattered, you know, the, the force of personality of those players. And, you know, these are all wingers guys in their prime. So, you know, I think that showed the, the quality of that team. I think a low point, you know, even as a Liverpool fan, I think losing the Champions League final against Barcelona, you know, I never really want to see English teams do well unless it's Liverpool. You know, I'm not one of these guys that wants to win it for England, but I think you guys, you know, you you were great that year and came up against a great Barcelona team and, you know, we'll come to it. But there was a few, there was a few things that happened in that game that, you know, I think if Wenger wins that, this conversation's a lot different. <laughs> so I feel sorry. I feel sorry you couldn't do that. Toes is smart, yeah. And you mean 
all you want your goalkeeper to do is let the guy score and we'll carry on. But no, not Jens, Jens couldn't do it. But anyway, Toes is laughing because obviously if someone's bringing the prosecution, it had to be old man Toes. It had to be old man Toes. So shall we start this off with a, with a statement from the prosecution as to why, why, is, why is Wenger's legacy, as, as, as Mourinho would say, a, a specialism in failure? Oh, I even forgot that statement. I even forgot that statement. That statement. Um, look, let's get this. Let's get this clear. Obviously, historically and trophies-wise, Arsene Wenger is Arsenal's best manager. Right? He's our greatest manager. The kind of football we played under him is, you know, is you, you can't you can't question that, and no Arsenal fan can, um, even if you don't like him. What I would, though, say as my opening statement is I term Arsene Wenger's tenure Arsenal as essentially, uh, I wouldn't want to say a wasted opportunity, but he didn't maximize the opportunity. And it's riddled with complacency at the time of when Wenger and Arsenal were on, the, were on the ascendancy, were on the verge of becoming true, the true power team in England. Wenger just got complacent. And he just, for whatever reason, stubbornness, as we all talk on in terms of his tactics, he did not push the button or didn't influence the team to go that much further in terms of being ruthless or whatnot. So all in all, I term Wenger's, Wenger's time at Arsenal as a, uh, as a missed opportunity. And I will be looking to uh, provide the facts on that during this podcast. All right, Rafa. Calm down, mate. Exactly. Someone said facts <laughs> earlier on. Someone said facts <laughs> earlier on, so I wanted to say that. So well done. Go on. So, so Kibbs, was it, was it 18 years? 22 years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 22 that's... years. Yeah. It was a missed opportunity. I don't, I don't think so. I think the club, well, yeah, of course, actually, there was missed opportunities, but more in the sense, uh, this man, you know, kind of survived four different eras, basically, of different Arsenal teams. Um, he's, he's more than the manager. He completely changed the game. I wouldn't even dare say that you... His effects in the Premier League when he came over had an effect across the board. Um, we had a lot going on. We were, after a certain point, we were in a team in transition. Um, I can respect what he tried to do. He was nearly successful. But... Yeah, he was he was living on scraps for a long time, um, and you know when we finally were out of debt, I'd say with the Emirates, and we had maybe opportunity to push on when we signed a few marquee players. Maybe then was our chance to capitalise, um, but he wasn't able to push us over the line. But for I, I really reckon from two thousand eight onwards to around two thousand thirteen fourteen. Uh, I dare say, you know, the European misgivings were during that or before that, but during that period, he, to, to some expectations, he exceeded expectations consistently with the team that was put out. I can, your Arsenal fans, Chiggs, I, I know you're in Shinato, I can reel off some of these names that were in our team and we were find ourselves in positions where we were not supposed to be. Um, it was just disappointing that we got so far into seasons where, you know, it should have been that Premier League win or we should have got further. Um, but 
inexperience, uh, a change in culture, having young players. Yeah, in some instances it works, but for most of the time it doesn't. Um, not everyone could be Cyrus Ferguson. That was a special moment. Okay. So I think we should we should get into this. We should get into this. So we're looking at it, three eras. <clears throat> We've got the maybe the glory years, ninety six to two thousand and six, where I'm sure no one can find any problems with what Arsenal were doing then, right, Toes? <laughs> and then we've got the 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 barren years, two thousand and eight, twenty thirteen, uh, two thousand and seven to twenty thirteen. Sorry, and then. I suppose the final years, 2014 to 2018. So we'll start. We'll start. Part one. We'll be focusing on that. That those glory years. And 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 like I said, surely there's nothing to pick holes in in that in that period. Well, what did we right. have? We had three Premier League wins, four FA Cups, and a Champions League final. Well, more, more more than that. Yeah. Well, Amari, you see, you, you see, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. What people don't realise, or what, what we all need to realise, is that what Wenger had in his hand, with the calibre of players that we had, I'm going to reel off some names, gentlemen. I'm going to reel off, I'll just say the back five, or the, with those guys within it. Then I'll say Thierry Henry. Then I'll say Patrick Vieira. Then I'll say Dennis Bergkamp. Then I'll say Ian Wright. Then I'll say Perez and Lindbergh, right? For that team to not dominate English football as they should have, to not win, to not win back-to-back titles, to not even once win back-to-back titles. Every other, apart, well, Liverpool. Sorry, Shakes, but whatnot. Let's let's. I'm not going there. My point is, um, most teams, most of the big teams, are able to win back-to-back titles. That's the true sort of like test as a champion. Arsenal never did that because what happened? Because we didn't sort of like assert our authority on the league the next season. Right. Look at this for in terms of um, in terms of uh, the transfers. Right. Let me just go to my thing here. Right. So 1998, 1990, 1998, uh, sorry, 90, 98, 99 season. Right. So Arsenal won the league, 97-98. And who do we buy? Who do we buy as our player? Right. We've just sold Ian Wright as well. Right. Who do we sign as our striker? Caba Diorara. So we've got Caba Diorara. We've got Nelson Vivas. Okay, what, okay, do man, just, what do what what the man yeah. you do? What do exactly. man you do? Man, you bought Dwight York and Yap Stam. Every other team in the Premier but, era, when they buy, when they <sighs> win a championship, they go out and make a statement, and that's how you you still uh, right. stay champions. You don't Think, just yeah. go by. If we if we let if we let toes go, it'll be no. I'll have to stop your toes. Yeah, it'll oh, be, on, it'll be on, the one man on, show. Go on, so I'm yeah, gonna have to stamp authority. Chicks, come, in, so come in. You reeled off a list of players: Henri, Perez, Vieira, and so forth. You forget that Wenger was the one who brought them all in as like unknown players, right? Thierry Henri was a winger at Monaco. You know, no one thought he's going to be the greatest striker the Premiership's ever seen. That was all Wenger, right? He was going up against arguably the greatest manager the Premiership's ever seen, who had unlimited resources at his disposal, where he could just go out and buy Dwight York. He absolutely, you know, breaking transfer records for players because they didn't win the league. They could go and buy that caliber of player. Arsenal never had that luxury. And yet, you won the league three times in that period. We're the only team to go toe to toe with Man United over that era until Mourinho came. 
and had a blank checkbook as well. Can I just say that um, after that win, we didn't win the Premiership till about another three seasons. Man, you won the Premiership at a dust. So, and we were in the Champions League. We had money. How can we not then go and get another marquee player or another striker or another midfielder to be to set us on that level? My thing is, Wenger just gives these players too much. He he he, he allows players to just get comfortable. Ferguson wouldn't allow that. He wins the title. He then goes get somebody else to say, look, guys, keep on edge. Just like Roy Keane says, right? Keep you guys on edge. Don't get complacent. Wenger does, doesn't get anyone to challenge those people. So they don't have that mentality that we've got to go out and do it again. Kim, so I'm going to bring you here. Yeah, because I honestly thought your argument would be a bit stronger. Like, I, I was thinking... Oh, I've got loads. I've got loads. That's, that's, that's not my me, stuff. I, I, I know, I know. Um, but to be very selective, I, I thought you might have a point looking towards that kind of error and saying we, in some instance we might be able to do a bit better but reeling off those signings that's like every manager's conundrum right every manager gets it wrong there's always going to be a few players there but as Chig said rightly look at the players he managed to integrate in look at look at the players he let go of look at look look at the place those core base of English players he managed to get playing so fluidly with these foreign exports essentially I don't think anything had been done ever before to 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 in that like kind of magnitude to bring those different profile players and for them to play like so succinctly across how long how long were they you're, you're saying that we were behind united that's fair enough but that that's united were something different right you can't it's, it's hard to compare united because we were the only team able to push them in in that kind of era um, to, say, to say that, because um, I, I have to say, I don't know whether one point is, is a dust. A 98-99 season could have been very, very different. Very. Could have been, and that's fair enough, right? In that season, we lost, it, we lost it by a point. But why? Why? Because remember, in the beginning of that season, we were struggling to score goals. Dennis Bergkamp had an amazing season the season before. He had a, he had a come down, which is always going to happen with you know, top strikers. They go through a period of time like that. We had Anelka. Anelka wasn't scoring enough goals, right? Why not get someone else who... We had, what, Christopher Ray and Cabadirara as our backup strikers? Come on now, guys. Come right, on. but, but who's going to sit on the bench behind... What world-class strikers going to sit on the bench behind Bergkamp and Anelka and, you know, Henri well, and stuff? Like, uh, yeah. For a start, why not keep right and tell him, look, I know that you want first-team football or whatnot, but stay around and get your goals or whatever. You'll help us. Or you can come on, guys. There are people within the division that he could have got, right, and told them, right, guys, you guys are going to challenge whatever. To be honest, you know what he could have done? Because what did he do later on in January? He bought Kanu. He should have got Kanu early on because then that would have been fine. We started playing well from that January period onwards. We wouldn't have lost yeah, the championship by one point. But, but okay, but then you don't expect Henri, um, I'm sorry, Burkamp and Anelka to have a dip at the start of the season. And then he, he saw that and he went and corrected it and got Kanu in, who was quality for you guys as well. So, like, it is the complacency from the off, Chigs. That's my point. It's what I said in my opening statement. His term can be summed up in, in complacency. Look, you've won. That's what here, right? Kids. You guys, I have to let, say, let's move on. Let's I have there's maybe less of a there's maybe less of a problem. Ninety eight, ninety nine, we just missed out. Ninety nine, yeah. two thousand, two thousand, two thousand and one, we're yeah. reestablishing ourselves, building again. Only comes in, Jumbergs come in, things yeah. are starting up again. Yeah. What happened in 0203? 
What happened that, in 203? That, that was a. That was can, one I, of can, I, can I mention the players that we brought in that season? Just bear with me. As you go on, you go on. Let me just let me just get up the players that we brought in that season. I have all, right, all right, go and read it off first. Go and let, let, let Toes reel off the I, players in 0203. 0203. 0203. Gilberto Silva. Uh, Gilberto Silva. Yeah, great defensive midfielder. But who was the uh, centre back that we bought? Oh, that's right. Pascal Seagard. Ledge. Ledge. Uh, what was our goalkeeper? Guillaume Varmus. Rami Shaban. Oh, yeah. Don't insult Rami Shaban. Top guy. Uh, yeah, we, we need to get Rami Shaban on the podcast, actually. So maybe I shouldn't say that. So yeah, that those were those were our significant signings of that summer. So we've yeah. just done the double. We've just done the double. We've just done the double, right? What Wenger again fails to build on. And that season we capitulated. Where do we capitulate? Uh Bolton, that was a two two one, wasn't it? And then Leeds at home. Right. That's me for that season. Listen, we I, I think was it that season where was it Lee Dixon and Tony Adams had just left. Had just left. Uh, I think on, we went for a period where we lost like four. Come on, was it like four out of five games? Sorry, Kibbs. Come on, Lauren was. Oh. Lauren had already replaced. Uh, uh, what's his name? Lee Dixon, the great Lee Dixon. By that point, and Adams was pretty much just playing on empty. Right, we already had Keown and Campbell established. So I, I can't Keown take that. Thirty-five. <laughs> I can't take that. Listen, that that season. Admittedly, some would say we threw away the title the following year, but again, you've kind of, I know we've seen it with Liverpool to a certain extent, but we've seen it um, historically in the Premier League. It's very hard to maintain such good form against such a formidable rival. We, We stunk out the joint, admittedly, but I wouldn't, would you say that's a missed opportunity? Necessarily, uh, that's, I think that would have been our biggest challenge. For say, me, and we, maybe we didn't have the right players or the right profile players coming in at the time. Um, kind of like, you know, having Keown at the back at the time, starting a lot of those games with, was it Torre? Uh, Campbell. I think Campbell had injuries in 0203 as well at some points. Yeah, so Seagan. Lugini. Lugini played too Lugini. many games. Lugini played too many games. Oh, who, who, who bought Oleg Lugini? Who bought Gilles the Grimster Grimondi? Who bought Igor Stepanovs? Right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you can read Shall off I? the bad signings. You can read off the bad signings. Read off the yeah. first 11 in the 03 04 season if you want to do that as well, Kibbs. We, um, we toes, do, toes, we sorry. We could do that all day, but we had a lot of issues. Uh, semen as well, I guess. But I mean, if... we're, we're talking about maybe the difficult times, but we're forgetting the glaringly obvious o three o four season where Kibbs Venga 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 predicted it and it came true, invincible. Uh, and boy, couldn't that have been so different to to your earlier point where you're talking about the uh, ninety nine season where it's it's a like matters like small small moments right margins um we we had okay we were brilliant throughout the season um we had a number of draws as well but the the fine fine moments in that season where things may not have gone our way what i'm just trying to say is to- toes's argument is that 
you know, there were mishaps here, there were mishaps there. I'm saying these were either fine margins where it could have gone, as you said, it could have gone the other way. It would have been a totally different story. Or it, or in that period where we were, we were coming off against, coming off like a brilliant season where it's going to be hard to maintain such strong standards. That invincible season, that's etched into history, right? Every year we have a pretender that comes in, wins their first 12, 13, and it, and it goes wrong. I don't, I don't think there's anything you can say to us to, to really, what, what can you really say to argue uh, the point of having an, an invincible year to win it in the manner that we did? Um, I, what does I've that show to, about the mental You won't get that again. Oh, what does that show about the mental Don't say Fergie's lines. Sorry, Chicks. Sorry, Chicks. You, 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 won't, you, won't, you won't see that again. And, and to Kibbs' point, exactly that. That is mentality. Like, what does to that turn those, those losses into draws and those draws into wins and just over the course of the whole yeah. season. You know, I mean, you know, Liverpool were dreaming about it last year and we were playing great and stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, the year before. Have you, like, it, it's, it's not easy to do. And, and to your point, to win it slightly, kind of, kind of early, to know it's in your hands as well and continue. We need to come towards the end of the season. Things are getting a bit tough. Legs are getting tired. Um, that that shows true grit to me. And I, I, for, for me, I can't. Maybe we could speak about like other periods of errors. But for me, for you to say there wasn't a strong mentality or it wasn't necessarily Wenger I, doing so is. I'm going to discredit going, to it because you can't bring those type of profile players. Uh, Henri wasn't the man. Henri wasn't that person when he came to Arsenal. He wasn't confident. No, he wasn't. He, but he had he had, ped- he had pedigree, right? And look, Wenger 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 did turn uh, rough diamonds into gems, right? So there's no there's no doubting that. But the amount of players that are just off the wayside, shall we mention uh, what's his name, Stephen Maltz? Uh, all these kind of players that he brought in, uh, Alberto Mendes, Luis Buamorte, all of these guys are just going to work out. Look, at the end of the day, that's that's not my primary argument. That's not my primary argument. Sounds like that's been your primary argument. It has not. It has not a sense, right? In a sense, right, those ones I can let go as such. But what I'm saying is marquee players. He could have got, with the status that Arsenal had, he could have got some more marquee players to put into that group to make them more competitive. And you guys all say, oh, it's, it's not possible. You know, it's very difficult, whatever. What did Man U do in 99? Yeah, but they won the about treble. Man, you, again, you're talking about Man United again. Guys, we were on their level. You're not Man United. Okay, I need to bring some order to these proceedings. Let me, let me. Let one me. second. Before you, before you, before you move on. What I, I want to come to Chiggs because there's one thing that Chiggs can tell us as Arsenal fans about that we know, we know nothing about. We know nothing about it. How important is it to win that Champions League, Chiggs? It, it's as big as it can get as far as... I mean, obviously, you know, we wanted to win the league, what have you, but there's nothing like winning the Champions League. You know, and I'm sorry to rub that in, but, like, it is... You know, 2005 was probably one of the greatest nights of my life. You know, when we won it with Rafa. Um Yeah. In Hibs, that's 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 for me where things get a bit difficult. European, and and, and that that's for me where I would have been centre in the argument because that's admitting. I haven't, you know even, what got, I said. I haven't got to that yet, guys. We, I we don't got have to that. we don't have. It's so much. 
Yeah, we were 25 minutes in, mate. <laughs> All right, let, let, let me, let me get to it. I'll quickly say one thing to you, Grayson. Yeah, Tiggs, go on. You say, one, well, one, I'll say one thing. Right, so you were talking about Arsenal should have dominated that period, right? So you're 96 to 2005, right? I can accept, right. I can accept you, it's not winning. You basically, yeah, have done more. You, we should have won more league titles, and we should have either the won the league or you finished second to Man United every year from 1997 till 2004 when Mourinho came. So second. you're up against arguably one of the best teams the Premier League has ever seen, and you were finishing first or second. That's a dominant period by any club's standards. Dominance is what it is reflected by trophies, guys. And we didn't, we didn't, we didn't dominate. We didn't win back. To, we didn't win back-to-back titles. We only got into Europe. We we lost the Europa League final, Europa Cup final, or whatever the UEFA Cup final. Well, Europa Cup, exactly against Galatasaray of all teams, right? How many semi-finals did we get knocked out by John Carew in via Valencia? And we made only one Champions League final. This is what I'm trying to say to you guys, as I said at the beginning. For us to only make the Champions League final once in that period where we had that, those type of players. Kibbs, you mentioned it early on about, oh, the Chelsea game as well. We were in the ascendancy on that game and we buckled. And before that night, what had we done? We had buckled at Villa Park in the semi-final against Man U, right? Chelsea have won a domestic treble. Man City have won a domestic treble. Man United have won, have won a domestic treble. Haven't they? No. Haven't they won a haven't they won a treble? Haven't Absolutely they won not, a treble? No, okay. Okay. No. okay. Man you have won a treble. Man City have won a treble. We're the third biggest club in this country, right? And each time we've been on the precipice of, of doing that. But each time, because of the mentality, we just let ourselves not cross over the line. And that's so, my main thing. Oh, oh, so in that two, time, two minutes ago, time, I came to kids. The, 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 the final thing I'm gonna say, guys, sorry, the final thing I'm gonna say is with the caliber of players we had at that time. With the caliber of players we had at that time, for us not to dominate more and not to get into Europe or be in the upper echelons of the competition and even win the competition, to me, is not good enough. That's my final thing for that era. Kibbs, one second. Before I, before I come to you, I just want to say, um, Toes, you made a lot of points there about you know how many great players Man United signed. How many Champions League finals did United get to in that, exactly. in that period? How many? Yeah, go and toes, please. Yeah. Oh, they got to, but they won it, so it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. no, no. You're talking about domination, right? It's hard to get into the final. I don't dispute that, but for us to only get into the upper echelons of the competition, how many times? Valencia knocking us out, how many times? All right. Or, you know, in 2002, in 2001, 2002, we don't make the second uh, group stage. We don't make it past the second group stage or whatever, right? So all these things are what I'm trying to get to you guys. Say, yeah. with the amount of players, with the type of players, that man, you were predominantly quarterfinals upwards, right? right but but they, 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 were. weren't, they weren't winning it. Like, and, and the what? resource there, their disposal and stuff, right? Like, Chicks. why Chicks. your argument? If they, if Chicks, if they Ferguson was a failure in Europe. Listen, I will structure. He won the competition. He won the competition. I will structure your argument. Bring, bring. So, for how many times Arsenal participated in the Champions League, in and amongst in the qualifiers? You can say we're serial underachievers, but one thing, one thing I would say, maybe Toes, if you combine those points, being serial underachievers is yeah, maybe the enhancement of the squads it goes down to. 
principalities, principles of football and how Arsene Wenger played the game, right? So that's what I'm trying to bring in because I understand Wenger's faults. It's clear. To, it's, it's it's actually night and day. It's clear to see we. I can't. I I can't really get away from from that fact. Um, having the like the necessary tweaks to really enhance our squad, but especially in Europe. Uh, you know, Wenger fought adversity by opening himself up even more. And it just enabled the top coaches and top teams to pick us apart. The only season where we were defensive solids, where he threw away his principles and played, maybe it was a 4-5-1 on Riz alone, man, some situation we got to final. So my point I'm trying to make is, yeah, you're, you may say over the course of everything in terms of results um, and, and, and maybe how we've seen Wenger compared to some of his peers, he didn't quite reach the heights that some, that yeah, only a few of them maybe did. But for me, I'm, I'm talking about what he done culturally and how he's identified post game, and that Arsenal team he he formulated. I don't think we'll ever see a team like that again because the likes of City, the Barcelona, everything is set in motion for those sort of teams, those current iterations, right? What Wenger done? He came from a different country. He was he was a he was a no one. Mm-hmm. He's built a legacy. He's built a new stadium for us. He's built the pinnacle for us to be great. He, no, let, let me just finish. Right. In terms of consistency, apart from uh, Fergie, he probably in the in the Premier League era, he's one of the he, he's the greatest manager. He, Chigs, Amari, you made some good points. Like in those different areas, you're talking about someone who's consistently finished in the top two or the top four for nearly 20 years. And now only after that he's gone, it might be some fault of his because you know, as a club got bigger, the more bureaucracy, he wasn't able to have as much control, or you're seeing his his control dwindle a bit. So yeah, I I just I just have to I just have to end that point there. Wenger that's fine. I'm I, sorry, sorry, sorry. You, you, you're looking at so many specifics, but I'm looking at the bigger, the bigger argument here, and I'm looking at what what he brought to the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got to call it here, and the fans can't say that we haven't been passionate. Toes is screwing at me because I'm <laughs> trying to bring some control to these proceedings. No, no, but, no, my boy, my boy, Kim's is trying to say that. Oh, I'm only going with specific we've points. Got, when we've I'm got, we've got more about the to caliber talk about. players. We've got more than enough to talk about in the next in the next part, but I definitely think we need to go to a break there. And uh, next, we'll be talking about that that period, that Emirates transition, leaving Highbury, leaving home, and go and go into the Emirates. So we'll be back right after this. All right, and we are back. For part two of the Temperamental Gunas podcast, Arsene Wenger's legacy. It's weird introducing parts. Toes, this is normally your job, so I'm, I'm feeling funny. But anyway, we're, 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 in, we're in part two, and we're going to be talking about part two of, of Arsene Wenger's era and, and maybe the mo- more difficult times. 06 to 2013, we've moved to Highbury in the summer of 2006. And... Uh, yeah, that was the that was those were the barren years, Kibbs. I, I I wonder how you can how you can defend us going nine nine years without winning anything. 
Uh, okay, I'll just, let's start with Toes, maybe. Toes, bring, bring, it, bring it to me first. Hey, 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 the prosecution can't always go first, right? Let the defense show their hand and, and try and... Okay, so... Try and, and try and uh, paper up or, or, or paper, tidy up okay, paint so over I, this turd. So, so you know I, I always like to <laughs> refer to an old guard, right? So that transition in, into the Emirates. Uh, yeah, look how many players... It was basically at the end of an era with the amount of players that left us at that moment of time. And, you know, it, it kind of uh, was representative of what Wenger wanted to do. Um, pushing forwards, once those kind of senior, senior, serial, would I say serial winners in the sense of competitive edge left the club. He, this was the, another era of Wenger where he, he tried to bring in inexperienced young players to firmly establish themselves, right? So that goes hand in hand with our financial plight. I can understand it. Um, it was an imperfect project, but it's one that has to be commended. Uh, there, there are other teams that have tried it and failed spectacularly. Of course, in the moments where we tried, I would call it brave, Toes would be strong to say that we were cowards. Maybe Wenger didn't approach these games right. He, he left these young players out, well, hang, hung them out to dry, but I would say that's a period where we were brave. Um, and essentially, he'd done everything that he could for us to be competitive and be successful without, like, bending his principles, right? Like, I, as I'm trying to keep on point back to this as a man who's successful because he's so strong on the, on on his ability to pick a player and, and form them and so strong on his kind of identity. Toes, is it is it bravery or stupidity to in one summer two thousand and six to lose Burkamp Vieira uh, Perez, Campbell, Reyes, Cole, Lauren all in one summer? Uh, Amari, <clears throat> the first thing I have on my notes for this section is dismantling the Invincibles too early, right? So we've just harked on about that team in the first, you know, era, in the first part of the show, rather to speak. And then the next season, he completely does a 360 and changes the whole dynamic on his t of his team based on one player, that is Sas Fabregas, very good player. Uh, what probably would have made more sense is to shield those young players with experienced players. So you're getting rid of the lights of Paddy Vieira, uh, Dennis Bergkamp, Perez, etc., etc. Why not shield that team with some experienced players? And an example of this, it wasn't this season, it's lateral on, right? Chiggs, uh, you can come in for this one, about how... Arsenal were in the market for Xavier Alonso. Yeah, so that is his biggest for me. That's his biggest oh, failure of that era. Thank you, thank you. Oh, no, so no, Arsenal, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to sit and disagree with that for sure. Like, I'm, I'll just say this, right? So Xavier Alonso is there. Xavier Alonso is there. The whole, uh, the whole world is saying Wenger's going to get him, and what does he do? He doesn't get him. Can, and I, that little can I just say something? Can I just say... Omari, 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 let me just... Sorry, Kibbs, rather. Kibbs, let me say something, I, right? Uh, Fabregas so, or, or Xavi, at that moment in time, if it was one or the two, right, and you could have... But you can go with both. Maybe, maybe have a... But, but maybe... 
if one wasn't allowed the other to push forward, right? And if that was kind of Wenger's uh, thought process, right? He really just wanted to... I know Fabregas's role kind of... It grew. You know, you know this comes back kind to... Of ended in that position. Kiggs, you were going to come in there, so let's bring you in there. This comes, this comes back to the whole thing, right? About how he gives them too much. He gave them too much trust. And then they and what did they do? They bollocked him up later on down the line. All of them left him. All of Toes, them. I'm left. gonna have to send you to the cell. All of them if left you, him. If you, I'll just say if you keep on doing this. Almunia over Mark Schwarzer as well. Almunia over Mark Schwarzer. Two Wait, criminals. Katie, you, you're just pinging like examples where stuff's gone badly, right? And as as um as Kib said, right, like his loyalty to his players was one of his like biggest things, right? You know. And I don't know what happened when they dismantled that 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 team of great players and why all happened so quickly. You know, was it the board um, trying to raise cash? You know, some players naturally just coming to the end of their contracts or have you people wanting a different challenge. But definitely, the the biggest problem he had in that era was twofold. It was the influx of like money from you know. Whereas before he'd, he'd relied on bringing through young talent and he was competing against Ferguson to when Mourinho came in and the, the money that came with Chelsea, right? So now the playing field was like completely changed and he didn't, he didn't spend any money in that era. So, you know, that, that was his way of doing it. And he still competed and got you the Champions League every year, right? Which we've seen is very, very difficult when you're financing a stadium to have your hands tied behind your back and that level of consistency allowed you to still, you know, compete and buy players and, and you know, build your stadium, right? Yeah, exactly. Can I just pose yeah, a question as well? How, okay, so you understand um, the structure of clubs now, right? Especially in like, the modern day. How many roles do you think Wenger had during that transition? How much, how many fingers in the pie do you think Wenger's had, Wenger had? How much did he have to deal with? Um, I, I was really disappointed that we didn't, he didn't really go into detail about what was actually going on in this um, uh, like biography or sporography. But I can't imagine the amount of pressure he must have been under. Um, he was more than just a manager. He, he was doing things three or fourfold at the time. So I've got, I've got to respect that, right? He, he is Arsenal. He's Mr. Yeah. Arsenal. Kibbs, Kibbs. When did um sorry? When, when did David Dean leave? That was when Frankie uh, 2007, 2007. Yeah, seven, seven, oh seven or 08, something like that. And, I mean, and that, that's yeah, massive. That's massive, exactly. And that's when Kronky, That's that. I think David Dean leaving. That was because of. But that was because wars. of David Dean. He brought him in, and then they didn't like. The yeah, both didn't like him, and then he, yeah. Then they brought him. But look, my point is this, right? The greatest manager of all time, Alex Ferguson. How many assistant managers did he have? Right, he had Brian Kidd, then he had Stuart, then he had McLaren, and then he had Carlos Kiros. Ferguson was always able to change his backroom staff to adapt to the time. Right, Wenger stayed with his boys, Bora Pimovic, and all these dudes or whatever for how many years or whatever? Because we and we didn't get that wealth of, and it's like you say, Gibbs, uh, he's the he's the jack of all trades. Why not bring in some people? Why not delegate? No, Wenger wanted to centralize stuff. I you get know it. why? Because our board is weak, and that's well, what I'm saying as well. Okay, but then, then, okay. You can't give someone like him all so of the. Then the buck stops with him. Then the buck stops with him. No, no, not to a certain extent, right? You need to, like, in every single role, you need someone 
who you need to answer to, right? Or you'll just be let loose. He needed someone. He, he needs someone like David Dean, essentially, right? When when things weren't going right, when he needed a stern a stern person in his ear telling him that, you know, this is not so good. Maybe you need to make this sign in. Maybe going in this direction is not the right thing. The board were just letting him do whatever he wanted and, and being the man that he is. Your Honour, uh, Your Honour, I haven't, I haven't was, actually said what I wanted to, Your Honour, I haven't actually said what I mainly wanted to say. Your Honour, you know that, right? Is this going to be in response to what Kim's just said? or, are we, are we, are you it, It's kind of an overall point? thing, right? This whole air, I get it, like, what Kibbs and Chigsy have said, right? Stadium trying to refinance that, et cetera, et cetera. No sensible Arsenal fan, neither me, was thinking at that period of time, Wenger needs to go out and spend X or Y, Z or Y. But we know we were financing a stadium. But he needed to be smarter and he needed to get, a men- and he needed to foster a mentality. Those are, my, those are my two things against him in this period of time. The amount of crumbles we had because he did not instill with them a winning mentality. How many times, guys, did we get almost close and then we capitulated? That is my word for this era. Capitulation era. Because how many times Wenger did not instill in these guys, guys, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. Puts his trust in them. He's not ruthless enough that if they fail him, he goes, right, you're sitting on the bench. They come back in. And then what do they do? Then they leave him. Nasri, Dan Percy, Fabregas. Right, no, Kleb. Yeah, the audacity, no, uh, the audacity of yeah. Alexander Kleb. Right, the audacity. He's. We've just got to the Champions League quarterfinal. We lost to Liverpool. Whatever. This guy, then in the same night or whatever, is negotiating a contract with Barcelona. What happened to him afterwards? Nothing. Well done, Kleb. Keep passing to Rizikio. <laughs> doesn't that go? I don't, doesn't know, that I don't, I don't know what the point. I don't know what the point was there, but my point is, my point is, the mentality. <laughs> I don't like Kleb. Okay, but there's one season, you've touched on it there, but there's one season in there that I don't really know how to feel about. And that's 07 08. Because while you say capitulation, <laughs> I look at that league season, we were first for a lot of it till game week 29. We finished four points behind United. We, were, we ended up in third, but we only lost three games all season. Didn't lose any games at home. You know, you talk about being clever in the in the transfer market. Eduardo for seven point five million, Sanya for six million. Isn't that the Pretty season when he moves. could? Have, isn't that the season when we could have got Anelka? When Anelka was, it was all in the verge that we could have got Anelka, and that would have just tipped us over the line. But no, Wenger decided he wasn't going to do it. So, so, so even uh, in that season, you think you yeah, think, think he's I failed think... there, Toes? We ultimately, yes, because like you just said, we were leading the season for so long. And look, we did that again, didn't we? Ramsey's season, was that, was that 13 14? What was the Aaron Ramsey season? Yeah, well, like, that's on another era. Can I say that, we got Sanya? I know. Can we just say we got Sanya as well? It's the same that, thing. That, it's the same. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, we're on the precipice of greatness. But what happens? We don't get there. Why? Oh, because right. we don't have the mentality. We Toes, capitulated. Toes, can I make a? Okay. We got that. We we lost to Birmingham. We lost to Birmingham, and then we went on a, when we went on something silly like we didn't win for another five games or something stupid, right? We drew Birmingham, but that was also that was, was a it, horrible day. Was it? A, it was a. Draw. It feels like a loss. Yeah, it was a draw. You're right. You're right. It was a draw. But that that was terrible. Can, that can, game. That can I terrible. just? Can I just? Okay, so that season, if we actually look at, uh, um, and and maybe I'm presenting the argument that that was unsustainable. Looking at our rivals and maybe the experience they had, and 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 maybe what we did in the summer transfer window. So, 
Um, I had actually been reading up Man United uh, on arrivals that season, spent 68.2 million. Um, Chelsea total spent 20.5 million. Um, and Arsenal, of course, 19.5. Um, and then you just really draw like to the foundation of our squads and everyone in, in that kind of uh, bracket being around 2023 at the time, right? And then you look at Chelsea and United. Um, do I, do I, I don't really even, even need to have to go into detail, but that's a United team that have come from the brink how many times? Uh, that's a Chelsea team in their ascendancy. I, I, I just, I, I think we, it can happen. Don't get me wrong, it, it can happen. But if we're just going to the the raw facts, the raw, the raw data, that would have been an anomaly if we won. In fact, we were all like, "What the hell was going on here?" Um, uh, uh, another, another. How did, era- how did we even get to that point where we were five points ahead? Another, oh, shot. <laughs> Another, another. How many years down the line, Kibbs, the uh, Leicester City go win a, a, a title with players that they should never have won? Anyway, well, sorry. Uh, let, we're jumping, we're jumping oh, three parts. What do you think about that, chicks? What just presented there? What do you think? No, I, I completely. Agree. So this is the thing, right? We we all know that wasn't. You know, this was the the barren area, right? And you're right that the team was too young, and that's that is on Wenger for sure. But it's not easy to just go out and buy experience and plug and play players like like Chelsea could, right? Chelsea opened the cash book and go and buy a player for twenty five, thirty million pounds that fits in that team straight away. Wenger hasn't got that luxury, so he has to sort of like chip away here and there, and you know. You know, I'm and, not asking for that. You know, I'm not asking for and, that. And, and, and my, my my example is Alonso. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't, I want you to finish. But my example is Alonso, ready made Premiership for how many years or whatever at a bargain price. 14, 16 million, pull the trigger. Or Gareth Barry, pull the trigger. It's a non it's a non-brainer. It's a non-brainer. You're, you're in trouble for Gareth Barry. I'm sorry. I know he went to City, but I, I know he's a decent player, not player, but that's just not what I was expecting. It's, it's, it's an example. It's an example. Look, right. you can laugh at me. You can laugh at me, but at the end of the day, we know Gareth Barry is not going to be the I know. I know. I know. Good, I he's know. going to be a sturdy player in that sea of lack of experience. And that's what I'm saying of this era. I know, I know. I get your point. And how many games did he play in the premiership, that, that guy, Gareth Barry? Is he like yeah, no, he's he's Yeah, he played for good good teams. He was a good player, but I just wasn't expecting you to say that. The contrast. Just, there's there's him and Alonso. All I'm trying to say is someone who is just a steady, uh, steady Eddie, an example of okay experience. That's all I'm. That's what I'm getting at in terms of him and Alonso. Barry may not have been the type of player we wanted in the sense of the style, but he's certainly someone that we needed to bring in amongst the juniors. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I cut off Jigsy uh, there or no. But, but again, how many how many of those guys are, are out there, right? Like, obviously, a lot. Uh, I agree with you. For, I told you at the time that was a mistake not signing Alonso, right? But how many, like, you know, you wouldn't like United side Ibrahimovic recently or, or Cavani, these kind of guys, right? The guys that played at the, at the top, and you can bring in on a free, but with wages or have you, forgive you that level of experience. But you know, I think you said it. Wenger's thing was to basically give his players that ability to grow, and you know he, he should have supplemented with some some experience for sure. But that's part of what he was trying to do, right? Is bring those guys through, let them develop as. And the, the trouble was though, was as they developed and they got better, 
you, you know they got poached and they had to leave so you weren't getting the benefit of all the hard work you're putting into to developing these guys and yeah and really sad to say i don't even want to utter utter the name spurs in this conversation but it was almost like what spurs kind of are or, or, or were just before this sort of period is what arsenal um what, that, what that was asked for a number right? of years. yeah that was yeah. asked for a number number of years um and and just to that point, you know, I've been speaking consistently about moments. Um, I know I can't excuse everything, but for young squads to suffer or to see what happened to Eduardo, um, it must have been excruciating, man. That was a horrible, horrible moment. That kind of derailed our season after that. Um, and, you know, we didn't maybe, where our rivals made the necessary signs in January to, like, boost... Like boost their their squads. We 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 kind of stagnate in that front. But uh, I, I, I used to talk about stats and all that. One thing I would say, yeah, it, it it clearly shows that we were at such a. If if there was such thing as like expected goals back then, I think we we're at such a high. We were performing, um, I'd say slightly above our level, right? So knowing Arsenal, there's always going to be some form of regression, um, and that regression came in the second half of the season. As unlucky as we may have been in 07-08, I'm interested to hear about the defence that can be mounted for League Cup final 2011 and oh, for shit. later on that year, turning up at Old Trafford in August 2011. And, Are you going to uh, say 8-2? We, get, we, get, we don't just get beaten, we get absolutely dismantled. I, I, yeah, I, biggest rivals. Mate, I, I honestly, I'm actually ashamed of that uh, League Cup loss. I can't even lie. Uh, I, I know, like, Scalacci, he's a victim of circumstances, it seems. He wasn't actually a bad defender, per se, coming into the club. But, oh, that was a bad, that's, that was a bad period for Arsenal. Yeah. And I can't, I kind of, I kind of... Uh, It'll be hard for me to 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 argue against that, but I'll I'll give it I'll give it my best. I just want to hear what maybe what chicks and toes have to say. You know what Scalacci said, right? Scalacci said playing in front, <clears throat> playing behind the Arsenal, uh, in the Arsenal defence was scary because <clears throat> the midfield just opened up, and that's my problem, right? Why don't you have Why don't you have some player who's got a different mentality? You had a you had a Gilberto Silva in your time who was a What's it called? The, the, the invisible wall. He wasn't even a destroyer. He just plugged the gaps or whatever. You had Petit in before that and you had Vieira. So Wenger knows what sort of player can go in that crucial position. He knows it because he found two or three of them, essentially. Vieira is a hybrid or whatever. So you're trying to tell me that he couldn't have found some person, right, amongst Europe's clubs or he, within he the did, Premiership. Though, didn't he? He, he, he did. Abu Diaby. He did. No, yeah. he wasn't. No, Diaby's not that player. Diaby, Diaby was an attacking midfielder. We saw that. Yeah, I'm seeing your eyes, Omar. Your eyes are like wider. He wasn't that type of player. Abu Diaby's not a Vieira, not a Vieira player. He's more of an attacking midfielder. But my point is, right, that 2011, they, I, can, I can even legislate that because that's just a final. We hadn't been to a final for a long period of time. We got there. Birmingham City had uh, got lucky with a calamitous mistake from, what, Chesney and Koscielny or whatever. It can happen. It can happen. But then you go to Old Trafford and you see how we get 
hung, drawn, and courted. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That okay. Let's not let's let's step back. I want to hey. bring I want to bring Chigs in at that point because I mean Liverpool had some bad times in that in that area yeah, as well. Exactly. But I'm pretty sure they never went to Everton, Chelsea, or Man United as well. Actually, Man United are massive rivals as well. You didn't go to Man United away with a weak team that your 11-12 team that was had Jay Spearing in the midfield and you never lost never lost 8-2 how well, can we, you we, it? that's mean, the mentality we, well I mean here you go so we, we, we were just champions last season and we got turned over 7-2 by Aston Villa as part of this season oh like, well, can you excuse, happens, can right? excuse yeah. it this year you know Covid no pre-season uh, all, all teams have these these results right freak results where they go you know Man United lost what 6-1 to Southampton was it you know they blame the grey kits you know it's a freak result. Like the fact that everyone's going, damn, like Arsenal lost 8 2. Like, and, and they're like up in arms about it. Like, it's it's a freak result. Like, it, it's just a Listen, bad day at the office. Well, yeah. Toes, uh, and, and toes, I want to come to you. I want to come to you. Can I just say? Hold on, Amari. Hold on, Amari. To top that off with what Chiggs is saying as well, freak result, but that was off, actually off the back of a poor run of form as well, right? We weren't exactly going into that game. Is it a freak result when the next day you go and do a supermarket dash in the transfer yeah. window? Thank you. Metasake, Arteta, and who else? We, we no, yeah, that, that, Why didn't you do that at the beginning of the season? That, that, that's clear. No, that's clear. But I'm saying there were circumstances that led to um, can, can that, I just say, that nasty can, result. Can I just say something, right? Uh, why is it all the time when the chips are against it, right? When we go to Old Trafford, we, we perennially fail. 8-2 then, right? 6-1 when Dwight York and Andy Cole had their thing over there. It says, it comes to the 49 games unbeaten. Why, why of all teams do you decide not to just freaking, what's it called, get the job done? I don't say win, but draw. Why Old Trafford? Well, we won the league, as I said, to point to that. Hey, we're different now, now, admittedly, but we, yeah, a young team again against United. I can't. Was it Armand Traore at the back? Sure. I mean, I'm I'm disgusted that we turned up with Armand Traore, Jenkinson, Jenkinson as our fullbacks. Like, Giroud it's really looking Zicky. lost. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Riziki playing centre midfield. Arshavin. Uh, he wasted well, that player as well, but never you know, getting to Arshavin. L- listen, there was a lot. That was the worst period. I think. I can't really forgive that period because it was actually full of mediocre players. I can't can cut, the project. Can we, cut the, can we cut the debate now, Amari? Can we cut the debate? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That was... That really was a bad period for us, but he's entitled to that, man. He's entitled to that, and he still managed to drag us through. Bad period. Uh, we finished third in the end. And, we, <laughs> and he still dragged us through. That's the point I'm making. I... That calibre of player, can I just name that again? Juru, I'm sorry if you ever listened to it. Juru, Armando Troyere, Jenkinson, the standard was very low. And we just had a, we had a, we had a killer up top. The corporal loved the club, mate. Corporal Jenkinson loved the club. What's that, what's that <laughs> got to do being the standard? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's funny? The most... The most yeah, unmemorable season for me oh. is the 12-13 season, which is right at the end of this era. I think at that point, I was wondering where the club was really going. You know, Gentlemen, had, had, had one of the four fours happened in this era? They had, or had two yeah, of them? Oh, uh, what's the happened. second? Oh, yeah, both of them happened. One. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, that's not David Newcastle. Bentley. Sorry, 4-0 yeah. uh, up, 
4-4 Newcastle away. And then you are 4-2 up with how many minutes to go at home to Tottenham Hotspurs, your greatest rivals. Gil Klishu comes on, smiling, 4-3-4-4. Kibbs, mentality. Bad bad period for us. relied on the wrong, some of the wrong. Was that that William Gallus' time as well at the club? There was just a few players there. Look back, experienced players you think would do. I think that's Arsenal's problem as well. Every time, whether whether it's Emery or whether it's Arteta, you look at these experienced players, but these are the players who are going to let you down. Um, I just don't understand it because if they went to another club, it would be okay. So it does suggest that there's some form of ish, issue with culture. Um, oh, yeah. We'll culture, come on training. That's uh, part three. That's part three. But, don't but, worry. But, but, but I can, but, 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 that's, but that's my point. It's so easy to defend because. You're talking about specifics. I'm talking about him doing well despite himself being his own worst enemy. I'm my own worst enemy. I, I, I'm not. I'm. I, I'll probably be in jail. <laughs> you get what I mean? A lot wants to be in jail. Arsene Wenger is his own worst enemy, right? And he's. Don't say that, kids. <laughs> and 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 he's. And he's coming third with his a, a terrible squad. Chiggs, one thing I want to ask you is um, during that period, obviously Liverpool were in and out of the Champions League and whatever we might say about Wenger, shoestring budget, are we now really appreciating how good a job he did in getting us in the Champions League every year? Absolutely. You know, this is, you know, everyone says making top four, you know, the money that comes with it. You know, I know Tyson's argument, Tyson's argument's been that, you know, why, why compete in the competition if you're not going to, compete properly right and it, it's not about that right but but then but then you know then then by that token there's there's 60 odd teams you know that enter the champions League, you know that have got no shot of winning it's what's the point you might as well just play barcelona real madrid psg and bayern munich in in the semi-finals every year and just scrap the rest of the competition right like the money that comes from and, and this is this is probably where you got complacent right in that the, the owners were quite happy with, you know, finishing in that top four, not giving him the money to, to extend and then kick on. And you know, part of that's Wenger as well. But to, as I say, you, you won't see that. The team hit the top four every single season for, what, 20 years? Pretty, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Without, without, you know, you look at his net spend over that period as well, right? And. And, and how come, many players he sold exactly and talking about mentality again can I just add coming into the, maybe the second half of the season with it not looking looking quite tight looking quite close maybe looking like we're not going to make it and every time Arsenal are renowned for their form um, when things got difficult right it would be easy to implode in those sort of situations surely that shows someone who's able to get into the minds of very frail um, and weak minded players Players who've left Arsenal and... and... It, look, credit to him, right? At the end of the day, we managed to always get our fourth-place trophy. So, well done to him. But the teams that slipped off in front of us were teams like Aston Villa, who uh, were always... Who didn't have, not necessarily the right, but obviously their players weren't necessarily that calibre of players. So, you know, it's inevitable that those guys are going to get a bit like, what's the word I'm looking for? Stage fright when it comes to it. Uh, when they're in the in the running like that, we're Arsenal we, Football no, Club. We're I, I think it's harsh though. That's harsh. That's harsh on those teams, right? That aren't your heralded clubs. So you know, you talk about Leicester, you're coming to the next section, right? And then winning the league. But 
ultimately Leicester were the best team that season and they deserved to win the league. Like you can't just turn up and go, well, we're Arsenal, we're Liverpool, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, Leicester won the league, so why can't we? Like they played, play, play to their strengths, right? Those seasons were Aston Villas and your Ipswiches and, you know, Sunderland, whoever it is that are chipping away, knocking at the top four. They've had a very good season. Like they never repeat it. Arsenal did it season in, season out. You know, you look at their wage bill, uh, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Uh, I'm not sure if Man City are in, in that era they started to be. But, you know, these clubs are all spending bigger wages than, than you guys. Liverpool were doing rubbish, right? OK, we won the Champions League. We won a few cups here and there. But we were never close other than, you know, once every four or five years, we might make a run for the league. Jigs, you just said you won the Champions League. Yeah, but again, like you know, but but with with Eagle in the Champions, the one, with yeah, but Eagle exactly, and and uh, Jimmy Troy, right? And, and, and how lucky do we get in that final? I mean, you have to ride your luck a bit, but you know, um, Shevchenko missing from a yard out, you know, and, and hitting Dudek, like it was. You got to be in it to win it. You got to be in the upper echelon. But you were in it. You were in the competition. That's exactly the point. But we didn't get as far as you guys. I think I think we've got to leave it there. Unfortunately, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to move on. There's a whole wait, 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 one second, right? Just before I remember, Chigs, right? Did Arsenal, we had just been AC Milan away, and then we we come to your we come to your town, Kibbs. Do you remember this? Uh, so Theo Walcott makes that great run down the right, passes Adebayor, so we're almost there, right? And then within a second, what do we do? Capitulate. Sorry, Amari. I just had to get that off my chest. No, but but again, that 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 was that was an amazing game, right? And, you know. I think Liverpool were fortunate to get through that day, but like, you know, yeah, that it. was two teams going at it, you know, and that that was like a, a poster for like English football in Europe. It was amazing. Yeah, I find it difficult to criticise the 07-08 team because we lost that in the league to the two teams that were in the Champions League final, and uh, yeah, the Liverpool game. I think that, we that, all that saw where happen, it yeah. can happen, but anything yeah, happen. tough era for for Arsene Wenger. I don't know. I don't know whether. The fans feel like he did the best that he could with what he had then and there. But I think in the next era, you know, 2013 to the end, uh, the question becomes a bit different and it becomes, should he have done more? Um, So we'll be back right after this to find out. Hi, listeners. Thanks for listening. If you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at TPGuna, Instagram, TemperamentalGunas, and via email, tpgunas at yahoo.com. Thanks. All right, and we're back. The Temperamental Gunas, we're going to be talking about the final era of Arsene Wenger's time at, at Arsenal. And, well, you could... It's 2013 to 2018, or, or could otherwise be known as the Arsenal Arsenal Fan TV era. Um, big, Chig, shout Chig, to, big shout out to Robbie and you boys, guys. You guys are doing <laughs> a brilliant job. Keep up. Chiggs, Chiggs has left us now, but one thing he did say in the last part was that the, the 8-2 is an anomaly. That That can happen sometimes. Kibbs, 2013-14 season. Uh, can you tell me our results away at Man City, away at Liverpool, away at Chelsea, and away at 
Everton. Wow. So, Amari, step me through those results as well. So, just so we can set that on the table. Um, right. so, so, our listeners are. We go away to City in December in 2013. We are top of the league and we lose 6 3 away. We go to Liverpool in February. We are top of the league. We lose 5 1 away. We go to Chelsea. I think we're second in the league at this point. Uh, Wenger's thousandth game Mourinho's just called him a specialist in failure so we lose 6-0 away <laughs> and then we go to Goodison Park in April I believe getting chased by Everton for that fourth place spot and we lose 3-0 away at Everton so yeah so 13 foot yeah what, what can you say about that really it's not much I can uh, really say about those results, but just maybe skip forward to the uh, end of the season, perhaps, and <laughs> talk specifically about our, our league finish. And 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 uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Thirteen to fourteen. Would would that be the year? When would that be the year? Thirteen to fourteen. We won the FA Cup. Made eight. Yeah, FA Cup. Yeah, and the drought. Um, so I'm, I'm sure there were times during that season when you wished you could just get to the end, probably when you were watching Suarez cut us apart at Anfield. But um, missed opportunity that year. We led the way for so long. Uh, I got something for you, Omari. This is the end, beautiful friend. Well, I was running the pod. That's all well, about that. That would well, before, before, before we well, go, before we go, well, just, before well, we go, we're, we're not going anywhere, kids. Before, we're not before, going anywhere. Before, before you go, because you're gonna have ten minutes. Okay, <laughs> <there you go. laughs> not going I'm anywhere. just saying. So before. So before you kind of capitulated, uh, we're actually on the back of what's it eight? Was it eight wins? Um, eight wins and, and and one draw, and then after that, we went on a five like five game winning streak, and in that time, we also lost. Uh, it, we also uh, lost. Was it Rambo as well? We lost some key players. I think it was Walcott. Kibbs, Kibbs, Kibbs. Let me let me just again again. We are on the precipice of greatness and the mentality doesn't come through there's not enough strong uh strong enough of a squad to take us through right also as well can i just add because you guys were saying oh who are these all these players that you can you can get uh but you know you can't go blow your transfer budget on them right didn't we almost get angola kante and why didn't we get angola kante we let leicester city get them and what difference would that have made also as well was this not the season if I'm wrong, if I'm correct, that the only outfield player, he didn't even buy an outfield player. He just bought Peter Czech. He no, just so, bought Peter Czech. Well, so, well, if if we're talking about 15, 16, then yeah. But 13, yeah. 14 was was 13, 14. The the, the indictment was getting Kim Kalstrom on okay. loan when we needed. Oh, well, oh, you see, well, what, there you there you go. Right, look, kudos. Look, I'm not going to take away the FA Cup wins because it was great for us to break that trophy duck that trophy duck. And we needed those trophies. And look, I'm not 
arrogant enough to, to just dismiss those trophies. Like in our lifetime, Arsene Wenger or Arsenal have won how many FA Cups? So it's not, you know, most club, most fans don't get to ever see that. So he needs to be given that kudos. But again, I'm just saying in terms of the league, whether it was that season, it was that season where, again, we got close. There was in, in Van Persie's, was it Van Persie's last season or second to last season or something? Again, we had got to a certain point and then we just fell away. This whole thing of Arsenal falling away, we'd been doing that in the era before. So surely he knows that he needs to supplement that team. There's other people I'm going to throw in now. His boy, Mesut Ozil, who just is an indictment and the poster boy of what's the word I'm looking for? So, so uh, isn't that late down the line, though? Isn't that late? Maybe I'm, not the I'm packaging all, you, you told me I've only got 10 minutes, so I've got to package all of this together, right? Ozil, right? And what he and the drain that he was on that club. That is the obelix around Wenger's neck for the end of his era at Arsenal, right? Fair. That one player, Ozil, he sums up everything about just accommodating and not pushing the players and letting the players do what they want and not, and not casting out these players or not, not, what's the word I'm looking for, really getting into them, right? He just, he's allowed them to do that. He's allowed them to do that. And that's why we were in the doldrums. And when you have a player like Alexis Sanchez, who is like a godsend, right and you we got that player to come to us right and again you didn't supplement him with the players that he needed you didn't you uh, didn't and, uh, and that's just a failure on his account that's a failure on Wenger's account so that's why i'm summing all of this together right because you can talk about we can talk about like the kim kalstrom's of this this that stuff there how again we were the only team to do the double over leicester city yet leicester city won the league we couldn't push on our terrible, terrible, terrible away form against our top six rivals or whatever, which has only just been broken this season by Arteta or whatever. It's really Can, damning on Wenger's so, so, so just speaking about that season, which right, one? So well, we're talking about 13, 14, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, so let's be specific about Arsenal, right? And, and th- that kind of implosion, what is represented of uh, a top to bottom cultural issue, right? Like we've we've seen in hindsight how how much in disarray we were um, from a board level looking downwards. Um, even like the kind of signings we we're making, the decisions we we're making. Um, but even amongst that, there was yeah, there was standouts. I'm talking about you're talking about players to supplement. You know, the likes of I don't know Sanchez was the following, right? So Sanchez. Following yeah, so we talk about Mesut Ozil, but what about Ramsey that year? What did Ramsey turn into that year? And who was that? Was that not a result of uh, Wenger's patience? That Ramsey was a Wenger player. He brought the best out of him. Um, and even despite like our calamities at the back, I think that might be the best Koscielny and Mertesacker we probably saw in combination, right? They, they, yeah. they had... Like so, he even I, I I get what you're saying to an extent, but he he made the most out of the players that he had, um, and some of those players did step up. But on a whole, on a whole, we, yeah, it was. Uh, Is someone about to explode or something? Okay, good. Kibbs, I, I take your point about those players, but again, my only thing is that uh, you know it's not even it's not even young players. Then you just said Metasaka, how many caps for Germany? Uh, Ozil, 
how many caps for Germany. Everyone goes on about how he won Germany the World Cup, etc., etc. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, Koscielny, right? So you've got all those things, all those people in place, and you can't instill with them the mentality to keep on going. What do we go and do again? We go to Old Trafford. That's what Marcus Rashford's first ever game, wrong debut year, game. Wrong year again. Yeah, no, no, I'm just okay. I'm just saying, in, in terms of what I'm just saying, in terms of this era. So I can't go by year by year. I just want to go by that era. And what's an indictment? Marcus Rashford's second game as a professional footballer, and he scores against us and makes us look silly. And then we go and then perennially lose to Swansea and, and stuff like that, struggle against them. I just, I, yeah, I can't get drawn down on like specifics like that, well, especially I, if sorry, something like Marcus Rashford happens. Sorry, sorry, but I, I, I have to because it, it, it's, it's a telltale of the era, right? With all those players that you just mentioned, Koscielny, Metasaka, and I've mentioned Ozil and Sanchez or whatever, why can't we win a league title? Because can, can, we, go up to, we go up and embarrass ourselves in away games. Can, can, yeah, during can that I make, whole period to your point the mentality is not there the mentality was not there again uh, uh, and you've uh, seen this in how many eras before the guy greatest ever manager handicapped himself because he wasn't willing to compromise the principles you say about by saying look guys we're going to switch it up or we're going to play a different way what happened when he played a different way once away from home Amari tell me what happened to Man City well we won we won we obviously won because all us right because he was being pragmatic and decided Decided I'll play with a defensive mid. I'll play with a proper defensive midfielder, and I'll go with a different shape. Why couldn't he do that for certain games? No, it's always going to be blazing. Absolutely, uh, to your point. Yeah, poor strategy in big matches. um, His inability to really, uh, I call it arrogance. Right, he's not. He's not giving enough respect to opponents. But that that's Wenger. And that, that's what Wenger's about, and that's what brought him these trophies. That was, that's what brought him in success, and ultimately, that's what led to this debate. Really, <laughs> you mentioned a lot about the. I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that we tried to bid forty million and a pound for Luis Suarez, which is probably the thing for me that got me the most in that time. But you know, as 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 Toe said, we're coming into fifteen sixteen season. We signed Peter Cech early. And you're thinking, we're just going to do some more business and get this team sorted out. But no, but no. And uh, yeah, 10 points behind Leicester at the end of the season, celebrating the fact that we toppled Spurs on the last day of the, of the season. But really, we, we, that league title was ours, right? When we, beat, when we beat Leicester on, I think, Valentine's Day in February, we, we were right up behind them with a favourable running and we... And we somehow contrived to lose the league. That match was a great match. That that I, I love that moment, but I'm also so heartbroken by that moment because that was that was the moment, as we all said. Danny Welbeck, that header. We all thought, okay, it's on. And then we went to go draw to someone silly at home or something the next game. I think we lost to Swansea the week after that. I think we drew it someone at home. Three free draw against Liverpool, I think. And then we just started having those results. So we lost against United at Swansea. Yes, three free draw. There you go. And then and then one one with Palace. Um, And then yeah, by that time we're thirteen points off the top, so there is no challenge after that. Um, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make my final thing right, and then we come all the way to Wenger's last season, right? And it's got to the point where the fans have to 
demand. Hey. It then was the fans that caused that because look, was. the games we lost, yeah, a lot of the games we lost were at home that season against uh, lower uh, teams, uh, or then we dropped points. That was a, come that, on, that 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 period. That of, goes of to a mentality that, issue. That, 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 I know, but we've seen with COVID and the impact COVID how yeah, COVID wasn't around in two thousand eighteen. No, 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 but I'm just trying to explain the impact it's had. It has on some players and some teams' their ability to not play with a crowd. I would never dare to say this, but that period. And then those last few years, was, it wasn't a nice place to be at the Emirates. Everyone who went to Emirates would say it was not the best place to be. It was toxic, man. And I can't... Knowing, knowing the players, the profile players we, we did have at the time, I can't imagine that done us any good. Um, yeah, it was, it was rough. It was rough. I think we could have done more as fans to uh, push, push our team to to that to that that Premier League, it was a it was a horrible season because everyone everyone realised at that point that you know Wenger that kind of felt that was the last moment, right? It's it last real chance to get it done. I mean, yeah, I mean it it it, 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 it turned out to be the last moment because yeah. that was the last time that we finished in the top four. Who would have thought that? And we go into sixteen seventeen, our last season in the Champions League. And uh, we go out in the way that only an Arsenal Wenger Arsenal team can go out. Bayern Munich, two legs, home and away. And I remember distinctly because the first part of that season, we were, we were doing well. And when we went into, when the Champions League went into the break, people were saying, is this the year that Arsenal are going to beat Bayern Munich? You know, Bayern Munich was struggling at the time and Arsenal were looking all right in the league and... By the time February came around, it was very much not the story because we all know what happened those on those two nights. We got tons. Uh, okay, but should, do you want to go into it again? Um, what we were expecting, really expecting, like against Bayern Munich. Is it so Bayern is that one of those teams? That, no, it's not an excuse. But play, what, well, I'm, I'm I'm throwing it to my man. You know, you you you're playing Bayern Munich in the round of sixteen. What else can you expect? Not to lose talking, like that. Are you talking to me? I'm asking you. Are that's you talking what, that's to what me? Gibbs just said. Are you talking to me? So that's from another film, but you won't know that because uh, cinema didn't exist before 1990. Amari, I'm taking the piss. I'm joking, my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, 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 listen. Right? Um, it's just, it's just embarrassing. I know, I know. Chiggs was saying earlier on that we, you know, to get into the Champions League, and you know, no, not every team expects to go in there to win it. And, you know, it's good for you to be there, but it's not good enough just to be part of the fabric, right? And to be, and the, the golfing class was so evident. I mean, I'm loving the Europa League for the earlier things because all this stuff that happened to us with Bayern Munich is what we're doing to teams like Dundalk and stuff away. We feel imperious, right? When we play like uh, Austria Vienna away, and we're like, oh, well, Arsenal will dash you this, we'll dash you that, uh, Dundalk or whatever. Bayern Munich were doing that to us, mate. And we're and we were, we're not a kid club, right? We're not Dundalk. We're not a kid club. Yet Bayern Munich were dusting us off like that, right? It, it just doesn't make sense. What was the aggregate score? Ten two. There's no point so. in being. That. And again, this just goes to the mentality, the mentality, and just not being smart enough with your buys, not being smart enough with your buys. I really, it's unfair because I feel, right, because, you know, in the break, Kibbs is saying, oh, he's got me on the ropes or whatever. 
right? Just like good boxers, just evade the punches, just stay in the rounds, stay in the rounds, and then whoop, coming coming for you, Kibbs. Because a few knockout there's like uh, the boy, the wolf, Dylan White. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like that. That was a rubbish wolf cry, but whatever. Listen, listen, I think we all know. I think even uh, myself, a strong advocate of Wenger, would say that those final years were, yeah, his, his worst years. I think where you could have got me is in those early years, but I, I, I feel you just didn't sustain a, a strong enough argument. So it's, well, well the, 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 look, Kibbs, put it, put it out there. Put it out there to the, to the <laughs> listeners. Put it out there on Instagram or whatnot. Because I think I clearly made my point. And what the one line you can draw across all of Wenger's era is the lack of, uh, the, the lack of mentality. In the first era, we should have dominated more than we should. In the second era, he didn't instill it enough in these players who capitulated and then they left him. And in the final era, with, with the experienced players that he got, because he realized, oh, I need experienced players, he didn't instill it in. And you had people like Ozil doing whatever they wanted. Case closed. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. I mean, it's difficult because say what you will. I mean, anyone that stays in, in a top job for 20, 22 years, you know, it's, it's, it's astounding. But it's, it's, just, it's just so hard. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I don't think you can get away with that. But apart from Fergie got out at the right time. It, in fact, there's several moments where he's looking a bit tetchy for him but I think all, all these managers do, when you're in the game for X period of time um, yeah you're going to you're going to there's going to be your demise we, we're going to see it with Klopp we're going to see it with Guardiola perhaps we're seeing it now with Mourinho um, if if you want to if, if Champions League is the standards and you, and if we're comparing him to these other managers and saying he didn't win the Champions League, then fair enough. But I truly believe this is in defence of Wenger, right? Now. If he'd gone to maybe an, in, say, if he'd gone to an international team, maybe France, or if he'd gone to another club, um, then life would have been easier. I think we would have seen him win win some of those trophies, like you know the likes of Henri going to Barcelona did right it's just something at our club yeah i mean look credit to him right as much as i've been taking pot shots of the guy the guy stayed with us through thick and thin right and he kept the profile of the club right up there and arguably the profile of the club is on the back of his work right because obviously in the era i began started being an arsenal fan in around what uh 92 91 92 uh, that era was the one nil to the Arsenal era and not very exciting football, certainly at the end of George Graham's era. We still won trophies and we won a Euro tr- European trophy, I must say. But, you know, <laughs> I must get that in because everyone just thinks George Graham's era was rubbish or whatever, right? So he got to, essentially his teams got to two back-to-back European finals or whatnot, winning one of them against Palmer, who were Fastino Espria and Thomas Brolin and a load of other guys. Dino Baggio, I think, as well. But my point of the matter is, is that Wenger has elevated our club and we are truly thankful for what he's done. And as much as I'm taking pot shots at him, you can't deny him that. I just wish that he didn't uh, have one hand tied behind his back and he tied that hand 
Not that anyone else tied it. And more often than not, he tied it behind his hand because he was too wedded to his principles or gave two people too many chances when he should have been a bit more ruthless. I think great, great guy. We're gonna have to leave it. I think we're gonna have to leave it there. And we'll have to let the fans decide. We'll have to let the fans decide how they feel. Um quickly before we go after that heated debate, let's throw it forward to forward to next week. We've got a big game against Liverpool at home. Um straight off the international break. Um don't want to talk on it too much given how long the pod's already running now, but I just want to quickly get some predictions from the boys. Um, Kibbs, we'll start with you. It's a bit difficult, I know, given international break. We don't know who's going to be fit, whatnot. But how are you feeling for this week's Saturday? Uh, as confident as can be, Liverpool on a tough moment, still in a tough spot off the back of international fixtures where, well, without knowing about you, assume a lot of their players would have been on duty or starting at least one of the, the games. Um, yeah, I'd say Liverpool are favourites, but it's a tricky game. Uh, it's, I'm thinking the draw, but if we're going to beat them, um, now would be the time. So I wouldn't be surprised to see us win 2-1. So, what are you going to predict? I'm going to have to go for a draw. Score? Uh, off the 2-2 uh, two, two draw. 2-2 two, two draw. Toes? <laughs> I thought that uh, Kibbs was going to do his you know, customary uh, positivity um, scoreline. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult. Obviously, Liverpool have got, um, Liverpool have got some defensive problems. But it's just annoying that, you know, Salah and Sane, they have a hex sign over us. So I, I would really, you know, but given our attacking priorities, I would think that we can trouble their back line more than they can trouble ours in the, in the, the whole scheme of the match. But I just think when it comes to the crucial points, these, this team are going to click in. Um, so I'm going to go for... I might go for a draw as well, to be honest. But no, I'm, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go for an Arsenal 2-1 win. Whoa. <laughs> what? What just happened? 360. Uh, yeah, wow. I'm going to go for an Arsenal. I'm going to go for an Arsenal 2-1 win. Uh, what the heck? Let me try and be positive at the end of this pod. So, yeah. You got, you got all that negativity out and now you, 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 you don't know where else to go. But, um, okay, fair enough. So, I, I mean, for me, it's difficult. I... I kind of feel like, yes, if there was a time for us to beat Liverpool, it would be now. I think we, we're still a good side. Um, I just don't... They just have a, they have a bit of a spell over us. Um, I know we beat them at home last year, but I don't know. I find it, I find it difficult to predict us winning. <sighs> a tough one. I think I might have to go for a draw as well. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Gonna do one one. Oh, no. All right, he's he's he's, uh, he's gone one one, which was going to be my. Uh, it, it seems as if uh, Toes has caught the Kibs and Amari bug this week of um, going with their hearts. So yeah, I'll, I'll take that on this week, boys. After my victory in today's pod, I might as well, you know, <laughs> feel happy. 
fill fill my boots in with pos- with uh, you know my streak. Yeah, I might as well. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> okay then, boys. A long one for the fans, but I think the the biggest topic in 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 our Arsenal supporting lives, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to leave it there. Hopefully, you guys can still be friends. Both turn up next week for next week's pod. Always. Yeah. She, Always. She, she, you, you're usually the centre of the, the aggravations of Maori. <laughs> it's even one of us. I kept I kept, kept tried it. to mediate, but I'm sure I'm sure people will say that I didn't do a good job. You've <laughs> done a good job. I think you did a good job, Amari. I think you did a good job. Well done. All right. All right then. Well, this has been the Temperamental Gooners podcast, and it's goodbye from me. Bye and... from Toes. See you later. See you later. Till next week.